Hello everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D, where we play games with pens, paper, dice, and our imagination. Thanks for joining us. Everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D, where we're doing a bit of a, uh, a post-mortem. Well, not post-mortem. Um, Mid. What's, what's the Latin for while something's alive? That, that kind of thing, I guess. A living autopsy? A bit of a sit-down and... Yeah, yeah. V- vivisection, perhaps? Yeah. That's not, that's not much better. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. And, and I'm running a little late because I had to get a cup of tea because I am very drained by work today, but we're all having fun, aren't we? In fact, Ethan, I read a tweet I thought you'd like. It said, um, oh. anarchists... Anarchists only drink herbal because they believe proper tea is theft. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, so how you guys been? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, okay, I guess. That's good. Um, Tyler, I, I don't see a picture in the background. Yeah, sorry. I, I, uh, I got my computer turned on and then I went and had dinner and started watching TV and then like 15 minutes before we started, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I need to go and uh, set up my microphone and do a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> to, you know, make sure I'm ready. We're all gone downhill. Yep. Goodness. I think, I think we've all just been very tired. It's been a very interesting start to the year, I think, in some ways. Um, but what we wanted to do is have a bit of a chat about how we're going in our D&D world and, and all that kind of wonderful jazz. Um... So I should probably ask you guys, um, how have you been finding this homebrewed nonsense so far? Uh, it's pretty good. Like, I've tried playing pen and paper RPGs before, but, I mean, it's always sucked horribly. And this doesn't. In, in your defense, Ethan, I've met your friends. Yeah, no, I've met them not... too. They suck at this. Yeah, 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 I would not want them to run a campaign. I'd be like, no, even... how about... How about I do it? It's not even just those friends; it's other friends as well. Like, it's always been terrible. Yes, I can. I can imagine two of your friends in particular stand out as people I would not want to run my table. Only two. And I'm not going to name them because I think they can probably. Well, no, one of them but, certainly couldn't beat me up because he's like a third of my size. Well, there's. Well, for one thing, they don't listen to this, and the second thing, you've given the game away there, sir. <laughs> And, and Derek knows who he is. Yeah, that Derek son of a bitch. Um, I'll bleep that out. If you'd said Cameron, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say Cameron or Stan, but you know, there you go. Oh, Stan would totally kick your ass. He got into like, he's like a like a personal little like fitness instructor. He got into fitness a lot. Yeah, after I, high school. I remember he's you huge. told me that. Yeah, far out. Like, you told me that. And, like, I remember Stan is this, like, very, very, like, painfully thin. I wouldn't say Stan was painfully thin, but he he was, Well, Cameron is painfully thin. Oh, yeah, no, Cameron's still painfully thin. Yeah. He's not allowed to give blood because he's too little. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I'm glad you guys have been enjoying it. It's been, I I would say, labor of love um, on my part where... Writing a homebrew campaign was probably the dumbest thing I could have done. 
um, when trying to run something because I mean there's that many good modules out there that are just so easy to run because they give you everything in one go and mine's been like all right write everything draw everything steal something from here and there when you can and that's that's been good um so yeah I'm, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it yeah um i know for me the because this has really been my first real like real game uh playing dun- rpgs dungeons yeah, dragons I've, I've listened i've listened to some of your stuff <laughs> you're talking fail guys and i thought not gonna play i'm not playing in that i'm not gonna no. it's it's a unique thing that we play but um but no, season one was really good for like learning the basics and getting into it and understanding the mechanics of what, how this all goes. I've listened to things before, but now I'm like actually doing them. And then this new season two has been like, all right, now you know how, what you're doing. The training wheels are coming off. Like, uh, here, you know, we're doing this for realsies. So it's, it's well, been interesting. I, I never really assumed you guys completely knew what you were doing. Um, close enough yeah <laughs> with my theory it's like yeah look I'm, I'm probably not gonna kill you guys immediately but mm-hmm. you know we're, we're having a bit of fun yeah it's been fun it's been a good learning experience it, it has always been interesting to me watching you guys not just figure out like the one thing i did not like really think you guys would do and watching you guys go through your character sheets and go, right, here's the kind of things I can do, but also how your character voices have changed as well. Like, in, in Crystal's case, to talk about someone who isn't here, um, Amethysia has become, in some ways, kind of a leader of the group, and that is because she is a bard, and so she's always going to have the social thing going on, and that's great, that's what bards are supposed to do. Um... But she is really, because I can remember in the first season, she has really become like she's really been stepping out and really mm-hmm. asserting who Amethysia is, and, and doing really really well, and and that's that's really really cool. Ow, sorry. Yeah, I remember. I remember in the beginning she was very tentative on like, what do we want to do, and like, and then and now it's very much like, all right, th- let's do that. Let's, you know, let's yeah. do this. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's one thing I appreciated uh back when Kevin was in the was in the group. Um it was Kevin, right? Yeah. Yes, it was okay, good. Monster. I was I was like I'm 98% sure it's Kevin. But if I get this wrong, <laughs> like who the fuck who's Kevin? No. But yeah, no, when he was in the group, he he had like he was he was responsible for stopping all like blockages by just going Fuck it, I enter the next room. Yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> yeah, when you sometimes have a bunch of new players. Who's, you yeah. need someone who's untying the Gordian knot of inaction. Yeah. We, we had some, um, I'm in quite a few games at the moment. It's actually really insane how over the last six months I, I've just been, like, getting into more and more games. Um, but I've got a game, and again, this is where I get the whiteboard out for my wife. So, sorry everyone. <laughs> Um, in one of the games I'm in, we retired, one of the players retired their character because his job was to push us along. And they noticed and said, look, this character is now kind of a pain in the ass because 
we're planning to go into another room and it's always becoming, all right, someone distract Jeff. Everyone else do the standard, go in, check the corners, clear, 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 you know, kind of thing. It's like, right, who's distracting Jeff this round? So we're, we're kind of glad that all happened, really. But Wait, Jeff being the character who... Jeff being the character's name. All right. He's he's known as Jeff the Giant. So, how how has it been uh, DMing for us? Have you kind of? I know in the beginning we were kind of crazy and scattered. Have you? It, it feels like we haven't been throwing you as many curveballs. Like you've been anticipating our craziness you, a little better. Uh, a little better. Like, admittedly, part of me expected you guys to burn down the house you were just in. Yeah, why um, didn't we do that? Let's go back and burn that down. Well, no, we, well, like, there were a bunch of innocent people in there. Like, we don't need to burn yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that's one of the things I've discovered is, okay, make sure that they'd feel bad if they destroyed something that I spent hours working on. Um, that they didn't see all the rooms of, even though I spent hours working on it. Um, that, actually, your curveball was probably the one that threw me. I was like, shit. Like, as soon um, as we got in there and yeah. Aiden's out of there, I was like, oh, yeah. god damn it. Yeah, I thought, at least have dinner. I mean, come on. I'm hoping but there's I, a point I, where there's an Ocean's Eleven style, like, um, you know, the plant starts and then it, like, cuts back to the planning where everyone's like, all right, so here's the plan. We're going to do all these maneuvers and sneak in. No, we're not going to do any of that. Aiden's just going to slip away the first chance he gets. <laughs> Yeah, we we may be, we may pro- probably potentially should have had like an actual heist, like a pre-heist meeting episode or something. You know, H- Huckleup would have uh, turned down the lanterns and everything. He would have smoked a few cigars, like puffed away at some cigars to give the smoky ambiance, which isn't very good for him because I mean he's a halfling, he's little, but you know. He's... Yeah. But I I think that Aiden learned an important lesson about not splitting the party. He's you know. We've always heard. I've always heard about it, and then you know, I I did it. I went off by myself, and uh, almost died. So actually, I wanted to um, ask. Aiden's last name Hobbs. That is not taken from Luke Hobbs of the Fast and Furious uh, movies. No, it? no, it is from Calvin and okay. Hobbs, the uh, oh, the, the comic book. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, so the, he's the the non-deterministic one, if I recall. The, the no, the the comic books. The tiger, Josh. The tiger. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. What I mean is, um, Calvin and Hobbes are the names of two philosophers. Um, Calvinism is very, very predetermined Christianity. Like right. You are you're either safe or you're damned from birth, like preordainedness. Whereas Hobbes was a bit more, okay, well, look, it's, it's not all preordained. Like, we actually do have free will. Ethan, does he know about Calvin and Hobbes, the comic book? Yes, he... I know about Calvin and Hobbes. Okay, just check it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, know I don't know if you, ha- know if you have that in Australia. What? We have it in Australia. We have okay. that in Australia. All right. So, yeah, I, I I, don't know. I think it was just one of those things of, like, I was sitting down, like, all right, I need to name a character. Uh, and I just went, oh, Calvin is a good last name. And then um, I can't remember exactly why I picked Aiden, but it just seemed to work. I needed. I know. I know I got the last name first. I needed a good first name. Hmm. No, that's right. 
No, um, I actually watched one of the Fast and Furious movies recently from beginning to end, and it was gloriously stupid. Which one? Um, five? I haven't seen it. Because it was on Netflix. I've heard, like, um, I've heard that's when the series starts just going completely fucking nuts. It really, like, I haven't seen, I've, I've watched a couple of others by osmosis, like, they've been on in places where I've been working. Um, but the reason I watched it is because I saw the trailer for Hobbs and Shaw, and watching The Rock eat a spoonful of, like, instant coffee was like, right. I thought it was, I thought it was like, a protein powder? I thought it was just his coffee. Like, he's just he just eats raw coffee in the morning to get started. And part of me thought, that is that is the best. That is, you have told me everything about the tone of this movie in, like, seconds. All right. Bugger it. I'm in. I know if I do, if I ever do watch it, I really hope I'm drunk. You don't have to be drunk to enjoy them, Ethan. Oh, really gonna, I, I have to be on that mental level. Yeah, well, I can understand that. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I'm glad you guys have enjoyed it. Um, I can fully confess, the winery was taken from a um, a Cobalt Press um, supplement, which I own, which is really good. Um, the the house you guys were just in was very heavily based on the Death House from Curse of Strahd. Um, although I changed the the layout quite a bit, and uh, the wonderful thing about drawing it is I learned a lot about Roll Twenty. Um, not Roll20, sorry. Ill Winter's Floor Plan Generator. Uh, which right. a friend of mine <laughs> told me about. And, uh, it takes... You know what's really funny? When you lose your maps, that's hilarious. I actually had to redraw some one of the maps that you guys were on for Honey Heist. And you guys may or may not find this amusing, but Natalie thought it was a sign of a lack of imagination. When I was putting that game together, I looked up St. Petersburg Convention Center because I couldn't think of a good floor plan for a convention center to have. And I ended up finding one and actually just copied it and just drew it out because, like, I don't have a functioning imagination. Well, that that works. Yeah, did the job. Cool. Um, So we've kind of got one last set piece to go uh, Mm -hmm. to finish off this season or set of stuff to do um which which i hope you guys do enjoy it's it's going to be a, maybe a bit more basic because we, we had a bit of a talk offline mm-hmm. and just said look we've all of us have had a lot of stuff just suddenly come up in our lives and we we want to we want to give this thing a good quality send-off and yeah. um I, i've drawn up a few things to ensure that that is the case do we want to talk like do we want to mention I don't did we talk about Jesse leaving in the we show? We didn't talk about Jesse leaving. Um that that's probably something we should briefly mention. I mean, I'm going to do a thing where I pretty well just like he he's going to he's going to write me a note that I leave for the characters to find. Got it. Okay. But yeah, his he he left because unfortunately due to time um he was getting to bed at like one or something yeah which is crazy one bad night one bad night of sleep per week you can kind of deal with that but if you're a bad sleeper to begin with like i'm a terrible sleeper i'm really bad at it so i shouldn't have had children because they've just made the problem worse um i'll let them know you said that joseph dad has something to tell you 
please don't name my children Lanarism, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you keep Derek out of this. Yep. Yeah, their last their last name is Zugai. So I mean, I, I actually in, in one of the groups I've been running stuff with, we had to talk about real names and use in podcast, and I think what I exactly said was, "Look, my last name is Zugai, but if you really want to go to the trouble of tracking me down." And flying to Sydney to cause me mischief. Good for you. <laughs> Shit. I'm Go impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not impressed is the right word, but you know, I'm I'm certainly of a mindset where I'd be fairly amused. So that that would definitely be a thing. So yeah. Um No, so Jesse Jesse has left us, which is a bit regrettable because I like Val. Yeah. I I liked what Val was about, which is I'm here to hurt things for money. Mm-hmm. I wish that's, we could have. That's a really simple motivation. I wish we were able to explore that a little more. Um, so. Yeah, I, I would have liked to do like a proper, serious, full-on dungeon crawl. But the problem is, like, that I find with dungeon crawls is your big ones, like your Tomb of Horrors. They are big things, and they go on for a long time. And I don't know if they work really well as a purely audio mm-hmm. format. Right. Like it's re- Yeah, like when, when I've got like a map in front of you guys, um, I actually have to make fairly copious notes so I can describe the room so that someone who isn't looking at it right. has an understanding of what this might look like. Whereas trying to describe a puzzle, like the sheer work that must go into that for the guys that write these things is just lunacy, but you know, they do it and I'm like, it, it's really, really impressive, but yeah, that's Josh's confused face. That it's is not very pretty, which is also very visible on an audio podcast. Very, very visible. Yeah. I mean, th- thank you for that rock and roll face screenshot, by the way, that was, <laughs> that was great. I showed my wife. She thought that was hilarious. Uh, um, so, in after this, I am working on a, another homebrew campaign because I'm an idiot. Um, it is going to be something very, very different. It is going to be something I'm working on. And I know I told you guys, again, this is an offline conversation. I told you guys, oh, it's, it's probably going to take me about three months. It's going to take me so much more than three months. Yay. Because there's a lot of drawing going to go into it. But um, I've been talking with some people um, to kind of bring them in for little one-shots and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, one of them is a guy called Punbard, uh, or Pater Voss, who you can find on Twitter. And Ethan, you were very dismayed over this. I mean, I don't know him, but I just see the phrase Punbard, and I think, oh no. I can see why, why, why he's friends with Josh. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Um, and there's another game I want to play with you guys at some point. We'll, we'll probably just have a bit of fun with it called Good Cop, Bird Cop. And I might be able to rope the creator into a quick little thing. Or, or we'll see how we go with that. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, for, for people listening... We're not stopping. I am working. I've worked on a lot of content, kind of in between then. Sorry, now. Sorry, the then when we stopped, 
and the then when we start again. When will then? When will now be then, or then be now, or soon? <laughs> I got you, Tyler. Thanks. I got you. So it, it's it's going to be a while until I get it all written up. Um, but look, um, I've got so many one shots saved up that I've never played. Like there's mm-hmm. one specifically that I did want to play with your crew, Tyler, and then everyone was a bit busy and had life stuff yeah. out of the way, which I understand. Um, so it could be something that we play maybe with Punbard or, or something. Yeah. But it's 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 another Kobold one, and I've been dying to get into it for a long time. So I'll probably throw you guys into that. It's a bit of a crawl, but it's, it's a fun one. It's got a couple of twists. Sounds good. And I don't know what you're planning, you know, after all the one shots and all that stuff, but I know you have you you've you talked about this next final chapter for the group, but uh, you know, hopefully we don't close the door entirely on uh, you know, Aiden Hobbs and the crew. I, I don't think and, I don't think we would. It's just what I've got planned, I don't see a narrative way of getting better. Okay. And for me, it's a case of, like, okay, originally, you guys were going to go to a, a Dungeons & Dragons version of Australia after Die. the first season. Okay. And I could see Ethan hating the shit out of me for that. <laughs> I don't know. Why? Gary's not it afraid of spiders. Been, it it would have been terrible. Ethan, it would have been bad. There would have been very terrible Australian jokes. There would have been... <laughs> Pratchett level bad humor. Probably jerks that the foreigners can understand. I was going to say, there's probably going to be a lot of Australian references that the rest of us would go, okay, I don't know what that means. And Ethan and me would be like, ah, (laughs) at each other. Mm -hmm. It would have been pretty crazy. Or some would say mental as anything. We're going to have to explain Clive Palmer to you now. Oh, God, Clive Palmer. I don't know if I can explain him to anyone. Wait, uh, he's our version of Trump. There you go. Yeah, but okay. less effective. Oh, God. Much less so effective. much less effective. I don't know. He is just yeah. one of those mental billionaires who's like, I'm going to get into politics now. That That's actually probably one of the things I love about him. Like, he was a member of our conservative party, and then they didn't do something he wanted so he's like fine i'll buggy you all i'll start my own political party with blackjack and hookers um i think that was actually his his uh lineup of mps almost looking at some of them almost blackjack and hookers would have been an improvement yeah we um we've got some crazy political we've got some wonderfully stupid politicians over here i mean i know you guys do too like our, yeah. our politicians I think on average we don't nail the same stupid curve. Um, I don't know. But I, w- I would, I would say to any American, please look up Bob Catter. It's a bit weird. Look up Bob Catter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm just thinking about great. when the when the when the vote passed, the um the the gay marriage referendum. May a thousand blossoms bloom, but I'm not going to worry about it anymore. It's every six weeks. <laughs> Someone gets torn to death by a crocodile in North Queensland. Yeah, just... What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, K-A-T-T-E-R. Idiot and you got the stat wrong about the, the crocodiles. They didn't kill anywhere near that much people. Of course he got it wrong. 
It's Bob Catter. He doesn't have to be right. He just has to be loud. That's how Bob Catter works. He's he is kind of great. He's got he's, a cool uh, cool cowboy hat. Yeah, the thing I don't like about any politician who wear in this country, anyways, who wears a cowboy hat, is they all look too new and too nice. They don't mm. look like a hat someone's worn to actually go out and do some work in. So I I think it's a it's a bit of bullshittery. He never drank a duff in his life. He never drank a duff in his life. No. Uh, he's 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 revealed some gold. Bob Catter has. He's he's great. Especially his political ad where he shoots people. That's that's really good. Oh, that's cool. He yeah. slaughters his political enemies. What's not to love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a message we can all get behind. Mm-hmm. As long Just as like I'm not in front of him. Bo- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we all get behind Bob Catter. Oh God, how would I explain? Yeah, yeah. God, there would have been an, uh, there would have been a monastery. There, w- there would have been a person in charge whose name was Anthony. He would have been the abbot. Ethan would have hated my guts. I would have tried not to think about it too much. I imagine so. Okay, sorry. There, there's another Australian <laughs> reference. Everyone, go look up Tony Abbott. He's a prick. Hmm. Sorry, this has gone from D and D to listening to Josh ago. and Ethan. Some general, some journalist asked him like very recently, "What was the deal with biting into that raw onion that one time?" And he's like, "Yeah, we well, everyone does it." <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I didn't see that. That's awesome. Yeah, sorry. This has uh, become the Dungeons and Dragons in Australian politics at forty-five in. minutes. I can stay there. Sorry about that, Tyler. <laughs> Gosh. <sighs> okay. Um. Th- there's some other stuff I'd probably want to bring into our other game as well when we start. Um. One of the games I've been playing recently, because a friend of mine's going to be running a game for a convention, is Legend of the Five Rings. Um. It is essentially Dungeons and Dragons set in feudal Japan. Okay. Nice. It's a very very different system, and I don't completely understand it. Um. But one of the things I like is it has this really cool 20 questions um, thing. And I'll send that on to you guys just as a bit of a... Have a bit of a look. This is cool. And I wouldn't use all the 20 questions, but it's like things like, okay, what does your... What what gives your character peace? What pisses them off? What's, you know, something that people notice about them first? And I really liked filling it out because it really helped me flesh out a character... And really give them mannerisms and really give them, like, a really, really cool character kind of, like, an actual well-rounded person. Mm -hmm. Even though they're kind of a bullshit artist who doesn't like, you know, other people lying. But if he does it, it's okay. Um, I guess kind of on that topic, like, do you have, like, recommendations for people who are new and they're generating new characters for themselves? You know, do you have like a route that people should take or anything like that? Because if we do play something new in the future, I know that I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to make some you know make a new character at some yeah. point. So you know, uh, yeah. I'm not. Look, I, there's there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can either go with something completely random. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book called Xanathar's Guide to Everything, right? Um, which is a really really cool supplement they released, which has like a random character creation table. And, yeah, I mean, it, it gives you rules for a whole bunch of different races as well. So you can roll up, like, 
Well, one of my friends rolled up a Durgar. Um, they're like an evil dwarf thing. Um, a Durgar cleric diplomat background. And it was just a random couple of rolls of the dice. Um, but, I mean, there's... Okay, on D&D Beyond, they have some tools there where you can answer some questions and say, look, this is how I prefer to approach problems. Um, it's very, very much like the Fallout, you know, what makes you special uh, mm. thing. Um, for, for new, I mean, there's also, if you Google Dungeons & Dragons character creation flowchart, um, there is one of those where I'll see if I can just quickly get that up in front of me. I just, I just know that if I have to play another character, especially in this group, it's mm. going to be very hard for me to not just make him another Aiden Hobbs. So that's kind of like my, the challenge that I would be ahead of me. The, what I would suggest as well, I mean, with the, with the 20 questions thing, and this is something Actually, Crystal did this as well. Um, she actually filled out like a, a an additional thing, which was actually really cool, where it actually looked into what does this person fear? Hmm. What has gone on before they became an adventurer? And she actually had some really, really cool stuff on there, and I'll try and find it and dig it up. Because what I'd, what I'd tell people is, don't just go for something that's a min-max power you know, absolute optimal character that doesn't have any kind of backstory. Give them one or two mannerisms as well. Mm -hmm. um, okay, for, for example, um, one of my characters in another game I'm playing, also 5th Ed, that for, for me was a minor... Okay, I'm in a game where we play what's called troop play style. Where you can, where you essentially control several characters, all at once. Okay. So you get very, very good at the rules very quickly. Because you're playing, you know, a barbarian, an assassin, a, a rogue assassin, a wizard, all at once, and it's you got to know all the shit for them all the time. <laughs> um, but one of my characters is a gnomish wizard called Guddledar or Guddy. And the people I'm playing with love that guy more than any of my other characters. And he's a gnome wizard who is essentially the lawyer and accountant for the group. What does your group need a lawyer for? Because if you're going to do mercenary work, you want a good solid set of contracts in place. And I kind of... I kind of did it as a joke. Um, Fair enough. Because the, the, the main character that he was attached to was essentially like... A professional spy and so Guddy's job was to organize um, her information keep her contacts up to date and make sure that when she did a job she'd be taken care of and it just kind of blossomed as it was this thing where it's like yeah like his gnomish trinket is a ballpoint pen because he invented that in, in the world of D&D &D. so like one of the jokes became you know, Guddy pulls out a ballpoint pen and a contract and goes, right, now you'll see under subs... And it just became a thing. Hmm. And he's a very nervous gnome. Like, he, he doesn't like social stuff. It makes him very nervous. Whereas one of my other characters, Grebo, who is a tabaxi assassin, or a cat person rogue, he is essentially Puss in Boots. 
Nice. Down to the terrible Antonio Banderas <laughs> impersonation, which I will not inflict upon you. And so he is, he is swagger. And he is confidence. And so if you're a new person wanting to roll up a new character, pick one or two little things where you're looking at who your character is and give them something. Like what, mm-hmm. one of my characters is a druid, a dwarf druid who is dyslexic. Like he, he's not dumb. He doesn't have a stupid low intelligence. Right. He just, he can't read, which is one of the reasons he's a druid. Yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say, he doesn't have to read that much. Out exactly, yeah. He, he was actually going to take cleric training because he has that kind of mindset. But when he discovered he couldn't read very well, it's like, well, where, what am I called to then? And so that's kind of what he became. Yeah. Right, makes sense. Yeah. So that, that's probably the, the other, I mean... That, that's probably the way I'd look at it. Like, what what do you want to do that you didn't do before? I don't like, know. Aiden yeah. is all about, like, you know, fatang, fatang, fatang from a distance. And tracking and working with Fluffy. You know, me and you had a talk about multiclassing him. And I said, look, mm-hmm. Rogue Ranger is really powerful. Right. Especially with you, because you're already good with a bow and arrow. And with sneak attack, you'd be doing shite loads of damage every time you hit and you're going to hit a lot mm-hmm. um, so I mean potentially I'd say look try rogue Yeah, you, know, you get a bit more utility uh, rogues come with more skills um, there's some really good rogue builds that do damage but also do a lot of other really cool stuff like assassins are really cool like I, I play an assassin mm-hmm. and He's not just a damage dealer. He is very much a, you know, check for traps, make sure things are okay. So mm-hmm. just play something you haven't played before. Like, yeah. Ethan, what what would you potentially have a look at if, if you were going to roll for another one? I don't know. I would just smash the randomizer button as hard as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, basically uh, how I got Gary, which that, I mean, that is like Josh that, do it. That... <laughs> I don't know how you did it. Um... I had already done everyone else's character. I know how you like, tried to name him, but <laughs> which you ended up going, that. which you ended up going with anyways. No, you were going to call him Thelonious. Yeah, and you I took that as the middle name. That. No, no. <laughs> Garrulous Thelonious monkey. <laughs> no, I never said this. This is silly. Um, it, it was because we had a paladin, we had a ranger, and we had a bard. So you had all the like magical support you'd need. You had all the range work you'd need. You had all the social engineering you'd need. It was like you know what, play a monk. They're fun and they're stupid and they're you know they're good. They're good fun. Well, I can do that. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of the the Sorry. approach that I took when because. You mentioned before on, my, on the other podcasts I do, Talking Fail, we started doing our own little Dungeons and Dragons game where it's really, it's bad. Um, there's four of us. <laughs> we every we don't play every week, but every time we do play, we rotate who the dungeon master is in this one continuous campaign. So it's more like, more like improv than a and planned James. out. Yeah. And so nothing is planned out. 
we we play for an hour and then we stop and then the next guy takes over the story and so but for my character for that i was like okay i've done i've done this uh you know i've done aiden i want to do something else i'm just going to be this big guy that smashes things and so i have i'm this i'm this dumb this dumb barbarian and i talk i i basically i i pulled a reverse hulk where he's big and dumb and t- and talks like the hulk and then when he goes into the barbarian rage he puts on glasses and becomes he he still is strong and everything but he's like he talks normal and he's he acts smart and then when the rage is over he goes back to his hulk big big dumb self was so what was the sorry you can go he turns from Hulk to uh, the Beast from X Men, or yeah, pretty much, or Bruce Banner, yeah. Okay. What was the name? Oh man, I think this was in Fallout Three. Wasn't there like a really educated Fox? F A W K E S, who refuses to step into the radiation chamber at the end of the game, because it looks like that's your destiny yeah. in there. What was his reason? This is your destiny. You're right here. You're fine with radiation, but it's your destiny. <laughs> mate, Eat mate. shit, Fox. Get in there or I'll shoot you in the head. Fox, do I need to take you out? That's it. It's like, you know, I was I was going to, like, save all the mutants. I was going to pick the option where we don't poison the water for all the mutants. But you done did it now, Fox. Your kind <laughs> has no value here. Look what you done did. <laughs> That'd be that'd be funny. Um, I mean, the reason I went rogue, uh, specifically assassin, is partially because we had almost everything. In fact, the funny thing about that group is we don't have any healers. So we can all. I mean, our version of healing is preventative measures. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, like one of the troop characters I wrote up was that druid I told you about. Um, and his jo- his running gag at the moment is how many problems can he solve by becoming a bear? <laughs> like, to the point where we had to get into a wizard's tower. And to get through a grate, I'm like, right, I got an idea. This is stupid, but it might work. And everyone's like, go on. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> so I was like, all right, climb to the top, wrap some ropes around the grate, wrap some ropes around me. I'm going to jump backwards, and in midair, grizzly bear. <laughs> and by the time I hit the bottom of the rope, I'm going to pop that grate out. <laughs> and the dungeon master sat there with that look that I know so well. Like, how in procreation, do what dice would I roll for this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And the stupid thing was, I could have solved this problem one of two ways. Become a mouse, go through the grate, healing spell. Or, wait, I've got healing word. Done. Problem solved. It's like, nope! Become a bear! That is, it is one of my favorite things, is to when there's a very obvious solution to what the problem is, and then just like, go full Aiden and be like, let's do something crazy. I admittedly, like, as much as I've complained about it, it's it's one it's pretty well my favorite thing is when you guys do the thing that I thought Huh. Alright. Time to fly by the seat of your pants, Zugai. 
Yay. So it's, it, it, is, it is always very appreciated when you do it because it means I suddenly have to get better at what I do. Not just in the design phase of anything, but also in the... Shit! <laughs> Rewrite Battle everything! Plan survives contact with the enemy. And we are the yeah. enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually a perspective that I don't like in Dungeons & Dragons whenever I've seen it. Cause I'm, Antagonism I'm the... between... There's... Yeah, like, there's no point. I don't know. I can see the point, honestly. Uh, okay, like, an acceptable level of antagonism. Like, with any combat encounter, you want to make it difficult enough that they come out of it like, oh shit, that was a tough one. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, well, you want to have one or two easy ones. Because these are supposed to be adventurers and heroes, and a, a little bit of chaff to just kind of, you know, get, get them, get the blood flowing, maybe hurt them a little bit. That's kind of part of the fun. But every now and then you want to throw something at them that is just, one of you is going to go down. Mm-hmm. No, I like just think every, every encounter should just be the, uh, the bell gargoyles. Yeah, that's a tough one. I really didn't like that fight. It's funny when that you was watch... A dark... no. Yeah, this is Go a on. Dark Souls reference. I'm sorry, um, Tyler. <laughs> so funny when you watch speedrunners do it, because, like, they'll have already gotten uh, an insanely powerful weapon at that stage, like, usually the Black Knight Halberd, and they just chop it in, like, two hits. Yeah, I like the Halberd. It's a good, it's a good weapon. Not the regular Halberd, the Black Knight Halberd. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where you'd get that. There's one place where it drops early, and there's like a like a 33% chance that he drops it. And if he doesn't drop it when you kill him, like, you just restart the run. Yeah, I don't have patience for that bullshit. Nor, nor am I good enough at dark but Yeah, there's like one on of those elite knights. Well, like, yeah. there's like one I... of those knights that's like in the forest area. You push him off the cliff. That's okay. how you get it, because you can't actually beat him very easily. You just push him off a cliff, uh, right, 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 save yeah. your okay. game, quit, restart, and then you see if the item has spawned there or not. And if it hasn't, you just start the game again. Yeah, you start the run again. It's only taking like 10 minutes to get there. <laughs> I don't have patience for that. No, me neither. I don't speedrun, but I've, yeah. I've watched them and I'm like, this is bonkers. Oh, actually, a thing I'd probably recommend for people wanting to get into things like D&D, um, if you can't find a group, um, A, feel free to DM me. I'm, I, We're I looking. People. Look, I, I, if, if not with me, then I know people. Mm -hmm. um, I certainly know people who would help. Um, I mean, in my Luncheons and Dragons game, um, which the only reason I'm running is because I made a stupid joke on Twitter and suddenly a lot of people are like, yeah, I'll play that. I'm like... <laughs> Oh shit! Now I got to write something. All right, dickheads, give me a couple of weeks. Um, you know we've got people from across the states. One of my buddies from one of my other games, and a buddy of mine from the UK. And so, like, we play at stupid hours for the the guys from the states. But one of them's a professional chef, so he's only just getting home. And it's actually kind of cool because, you know, it's food-based and he's a chef, so, you know, it's good. Um, 
But I mean, if if you're wanting to get in on something, like a, feel free to DM me. Like I'll know someone. Um, join the Facebook group. There's usually a whole bunch of people on there who can help you find a group. Um, and a game I'd recommend playing is Divinity: Original Sin Two because it's really good. Oh yeah, it's so good. Yeah, you should play that one, Tyler. It's really good. All right. I don't even know if you get to play video games anymore, but if you do, that's one on the list. Do you, do you get to play video games, Tyler? What are video games? Videoed games. Oh, video. Sir? Yes, yeah. I have. I have. A, I have an Xbox One, and I play occasionally when I can. Uh, usually, I'll I'll pick. For me, I I try and get those like good investment games like Red Dead Redemption Two, where. Uh yeah. I can sit there and I can play. I I buy it once and then I can play for a couple months, get like the fullest out of it, and then move on to something else. Yeah, so. D- Divinity Original Sin Two is very much like that. It'll it'll take you a long time. Like you'll because it it's also got some of the best writing I've seen. It it's like playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons, where it's you and the dungeon master, and they have done hmm. so much work. Making sure the world is good, and if you yeah. can play Divinity Original Sin Two, take Pet Pal because it's the best. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. No, it. Uh, Josh is right. It is like playing the best D and D game ever. Yeah. Nice. I, I was actually playing it, thinking I will never write anything this good that people could play in, and that is really annoying. But this is so good. It's got a nine out of ten on Steam. Only nine? That's that, that that's a travesty. It should be nine and a half, or, or, or nine point five, nine point seven. It's it's good, and it'll it'll teach you. I mean, one thing I've noticed about Dungeons and Dragons is when I started playing, um, which is an ungodly amount of time ago, when I played in high school, it was very grim. And probably because, you know, as a teenager, you're always wanting to kind of be a bit of an edgelord and, you know, mm-hmm. just be, like, crazy and stupid. And now it's like playing, like, an adult. I think one of my favorite comparisons is, like, it's like playing It's Always Sunny in Faerun or It's Always Sunny in Greyhawk, <laughs> where I think the longest serious run we've ever had is about six minutes. Maybe. It's possible we went six minutes being serious at a stretch without anyone saying something funny to break it up. Um, and, like, I, I kind of like that now because I'm, I'm at that age where it's like, man, I've got kids and everything. I don't need to know depressing shit. Mm-hmm. I want to smile now and then, but, but they don't let me. They took my happiness. Uh, kids are fun. I actually started um, playing Dungeons and Dragons with my firstborn. Um, he's now eight, and he is actually playing a ranger, funnily enough. Um, although he's a halfling, uh, because we just read The Hobbit, so... Mm-hmm. Ta-da! Yeah, exactly. It, it was all about it. Um, and it's been a lot of fun, and I actually had to write up a whole non-violent Session Zero thing, so he could both learn the rules... But also, all right, what kind of character do you want to be? So, 
it's the kind of thing that if I polished it enough, I could potentially put it on DM's guild, but, you know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't I don't like my chances of ever publishing anything professionally. Not like Ethan. No. Yeah. What Ethan doesn't tell people is he actually won a short story competition when he was in high school. No, oh, yeah, that was pretty and, cool. And because he didn't want to go to the award ceremony, he didn't tell mum. <laughs> well, no, I just didn't tell mum there was an award ceremony. I was like, oh, yeah, I won it. It was like 50 bucks I got. And then, like, a few months later, after a parent-teacher night, they're like, why didn't you tell us about the award ceremony? I don't know, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I already know I won. Our school, like, smashed that as well. Like, there was, like, a poetry one as well, and, like, all the top three places between, like, writing and poetry were just Borco kids. Now everyone knows where Ethan went to high school. Ha ha ha! Uh, they could probably find that somewhere. Can they find that somewhere in the internet? I don't know. Possibly. I actually remember once, Ethan, I went on to the, um, the Team Liquid... Um, Team Liquidipedia thing. Liquidipedia, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And I edited the entry for you, essentially oh, yeah. putting forward that you were born bearded much like Guan Yu. Oh, yeah. That's the sort of thing I'd do. The, the, those edits were not maintained. They were not... <laughs> oh, weren't they? <laughs> no. <laughs> they, did, they did not allow that edit to go through. <laughs> oh, well. What can you do? Um, unfortunately, guys, that's pretty well we've got to wrap up, because I've got about a minute or two before I've got to go back to work. Actually, that's probably one thing I, I like about this form of D&D as well. Like, playing for an hour is fairly easy, Mm-hmm. Um, even though, it, I mean, it's it's a regular thing, so I mean, it can get kind of arduous if you're like, all right, this every week, this day, this night, this time between there and there, it, it can get a bit intense, especially when life circumstances start to pick up. Um, but I found I really enjoy playing for maybe, like, the longest I can really play is two and a half hours now, because after that, it's like, shit, it's getting late, guys. I got to sleep. Yeah. I, I don't know when my, one of my when one of my children's going to try and wake me up. Could be any time. You're 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 just waiting for that time when they don't wake you up. They never want to wake you up. I'm I'm waiting for that time, which is probably going to be when my second born is about twenty five thirty. I'm going to call him about three in the morning, and just tell him I'm thirsty. <laughs> That's great. I mean, why are you doing this? It's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny now, is it? I mean, he'll be right down the hall from you because he'll still be living at home, but. Yeah, it should probably. still work. Yeah, we'll just walk into his room. Air horn. <laughs> Good, you're up. Good night. <laughs> Get my ass kicked by my... Actually, no, he'll be a big guy, so I'm not going to do that to him. Yeah, yeah his kids are going to be eight foot tall. God in heaven, you know, like, yeah, yeah they will. They got Natalie's, they got my wife's height genes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry <laughs> out. Joseph's already tall. Like, he's eight and he's taller than most of his friends. I'm okay with this. Like, I'm okay with him being bigger than me. That, that being said, like, William has just suddenly started to become tall. But... Yeah, he, he, he was like... He used to be like one of those, like... I don't want to say pudgy, because that sounds rude. But you know what I mean. He was pudgy. Like, toddlers. Yeah, <laughs> and then, I like, I don't see him for a month. I see him again. And it's like, 
He got it, he he's like Play-Doh. He's been sculpted. Sculpted. Yeah, exactly. Like he got run over by a rolling pin. Yeah. But in a good he, way. He, he <laughs> Not in a bad way. Have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig. I dig. <laughs> he he also had this wonderful tendency where he used to hit me in the nuts once a month. Only once. Yeah, I just have like, no younger brother. He just run ah. up and just smack straight in the testicles. Yeah, like don't worry, William. You're not gonna have a, a, a sibling more than your older brother. I, you've already broken me. <laughs> I remember picking him up once, and he was just kicking his legs back and forth. And oh, I hate straight that. Straight in. And you're not allowed to hit your children after that either. Like you know, <laughs> don't try that again. <laughs> But in the words of Frankie Boyle, there's nothing that says you can't tamper the brakes on the Heelys. <laughs> and <laughs> and with that, I'm going back to work. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Look forward. To, okay, I'm um, sorry. I, I probably should have said. Um, by the time this goes out, we would the Honey Heist um, episodes will have been posted, hopefully on time. Um, after that, um, it might I might have a week break. Uh, sorry, after this one gets posted, I might have a week's break, just to make sure I've got enough content to actually like complete a full episode because I don't like doing partial. Things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm they, they'll. Most of the time, be something like if if worse comes to worse, I'll I'll take a little break, but I I'm I'm gonna try and stay consistent. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Cool. All right. Um. Yeah, everyone. Um. Keep playing your games. Have fun. Woohoo. Okay. Bye. Bye. Nerdy People Play D&D is part of the Nerdy Things Podcast Network and was put together by myself and the wonderful people you just listened to. The music we use is licensed uh, with permission from Gavin, a miracle of sound done, and he is amazing. You should go buy all this stuff right now. The additional audio comes from Audioblocks. If you would like to get in touch with me, please feel free to contact me on Twitter at NerdyPeopleDND. Thanks and take care of yourselves. Cheers.